Uh, in this week's episode, we're talking about Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, the day of Thanksgiving, the holiday. Happy Thanksgiving! Our favorite parts, <laughs> your favorite parts, and the history, which a lot of people don't even know, which is crazy. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Let's Anything about and everything. everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Let's talk about yeah, this talk. calmly and rationally. Wait, wait, wait. Let's discuss this. <laughs> pretty good. I don't know the rest part. The end is, wait, 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 let's talk about this. From Game of Thrones. Oh, there's one from Silicon Valley. Can we talk about it? Uh, The awkward Richard from Silicon Valley. It goes, Anthony Andrews, or whatever that guy's name is, from Mm Blackish. Then Lindsay Lohan from Parent Trap. Mm -hmm. Then Richard from uh, Silicon Valley. Then Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones on the intro. There you go, episode 18 or whatever. Now you've broken down the intro if you're wondering who those voices were. (laughs) All right. Well, happy late Thanksgiving, everyone that's listening. Happy late Thanksgiving. (laughs) We had Thanksgiving at your grandma's house. Yes, we did. Katie's here. Hi. Uh, We didn't have a a topic, but I think holidays are topic enough. Yeah. And Thanksgiving, rank Thanksgiving. Let's start with that. Where's Thanksgiving fall in your holidays? Worst, worst what? Sorry, repeat that. I was looking at your board and was wondering when the last time you... Updated it? Updated it. I have a board of all the podcasts. I haven't updated it in a while. Oh. Looks like since November 5th. My question was... Okay, sorry. Back to... Rank Thanksgiving. Okay. And your holidays. Um, for a long time, it was my number two. It was ha- uh, Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then 4th of July... And then Christmas was really low on there. But then I met you, and you got me out of my Scrooge phase. And now I love Christmas. So I think it's Christmas and then Thanksgiving. Oh, oh my God. Christmas Thanksgiving is still number two, just because I love being so Christmas, around my family. So you just family. spent one Christmas with my family, and now Christmas is number one. Yeah, Maybe. that's all it took. Well, I've been doing Christmas with my family my whole life, and it's my number one. But it's, <laughs> it's my cl- clear number one. Yeah. Like if I was to put them on a chart, it would be like number one, Christmas. And then putting Thanksgiving two even feels silly because I'm like, well, I like Christmas so much more than Thanksgiving. But, I, but this year, since um, this summer, we're going to be in Lavalette in New Jersey mm. on July 4th. Oh. With the whole family together at oh, the beach. So excited. There's no way... Because July 4th, it, I don't have, I've never had like traditional plans for July 4th. It was like, what are you doing for 4th? Got to find something to do with friends. So a good July 4th is awesome. July 4th used to be my number one. My family did it good. We hang out, every year we would hang out with our two family friends, like the two, the three families all together. One year we even rented a beach house in Santa Cruz. And we spent 4th of July on the beach, which was what you're supposed to do. Yeah, so a good 4th of July will will be higher, will be my number two. But I don't think I've had a good one in a while. But this year is going to be really fun since we're all going to be in Lavalette together. But Christmas is my number one. Thanksgiving is top three. I like it, but I don't know. And Thanksgiving now I'm doing with your family, which is different. It's always yeah. weird when you do holidays with new families because you think everyone does the same shit. And it's, no. it's not. My family's really weird, too. I mean, I do it with my dad's side of the family, which is 
They're quite bizarre bunch. Love them. They're <laughs> they're vib vibacious. What's that word? For like boisterous, vibacious, vibacious. Uh, no, whatever. My dad's side of the family is bored. no. It's like all these jokes. Like there, we bang on the table when the food comes out. My dad pranked by texting. Uh, <laughs> stole. It's a good one, Chris. We have a very there's that's like an eclectic group. Like we have like. We have Tess, we have Dragon, we have some foreigners, we have... <laughs> I'm saying it's like there's a good mix of people. It's yeah, not just, yeah. Like you would think just one family, it would be, okay, here's a bunch of white well, people. Well, have... I've got an Irishman. I know. I, I've I'm got a German say. and I've got a half Greek lady. <laughs> I was going to compare our families. We both have like dynamics. Like you, most Thanksgivings, even my mom's side, it's like, okay, well, here's a bunch of people that are of the same ethnicity <clears> from the same place. But your family for Thanksgiving and my family when I... You should see my grandma's house on Easter because she invites all of her friends over and all of Carson's friends. And they're all from all over the world. We've got... I think they have... Yeah, anyways. That's always interesting. Rank Easter. I don't like Easter. Easter? I could give a shit about Easter right now. I, you need kids. Yeah, you definitely when I was, need kids to enjoy Easter. Yeah, I haven't even celebrated it the last couple of years. I would in high school. I would purposely take shifts on Easter because I didn't want to go to church, and I also didn't. We used to go. We'd either go to my grandma's house, which I did not like because it was all my grandparent, my grandma and her husband's friends, and. I'm an awkward person and didn't feel like socializing as a teenager. You're not or we'd go to our family friend's house and I didn't want to do that either. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, put me down for the Sunday morning shift, Easter day. I'll do it. Yeah, Easter. I loved <clears throat> searching for eggs when we were little. I guess this isn't an Easter podcast, but when we were little, we would have like practiced Easter egg hunts. Like we would have the eggs in a garbage bag that my mom would get down and then like Courtney would hide it for me and Ritzy and we would find them all. And I would hide it for Courtney and Ritzy and they would That's find really them all. Cute. Then Ritzy would hide it for Courtney and I would practice searching in the basement. And then when Luke was born, we would hide for Luke. And that was almost just as fun. Yeah. Because then they get to find and you know. Yeah. That's so Easter cute. is, Easter you need kids for it to be fun. <coughs> I think or you need to actually care about Jesus rising from the dead and all that shit. I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't care about that either. Uh, Thanksgiving, you don't need kids at all, actually. It's just a dinner party. Right. So most but it's like, always fun if there are kids there because then they're the entertaining ones. Well, I think kids make everything better, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think every family should have a six-month to four-year-old in the mix at all times oh. just for entertainment and funness. My family's not big enough for that. Because the next to have kids would be you, me or Kelsey. Yeah. All right. Well, that ain't gonna let's happen. go. Let's go. Thanksgiving meals. Are you big on the turkey? I never eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Wow. Do you feel un-American for that? <laughs> um. No. Not at all. It's just too. I don't like turkey. I don't like it. You have to mix it I all eat, up. I eat mashed potatoes and green beans like it's nobody's business. It is nobody's business what you eat. You can do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sassy. Uh, You're asking me what I what my favorite meals are, so it obviously is somebody's business. Turkey by itself ain't good, but if you get the turkey and then put the stuffing on top of it and then put the gravy on top of it. I don't eat stuffing it, either. Well, I made a sandwich. Nice turkey, 
stuffing, cranberry sauce, gravy, sandwich with the dinner roll, and then I was dipping it in some applesauce. <laughs> but, but I had to sneak it because Katie told me I wasn't allowed to eat sandwich style at dinner because it's white trash or something. I did not. Those were not my words. I just said, come on, not not the sandwich. Well, you're implying that, you're, <laughs> you're implying that making a sandwich of everything is trashy, which it may it's be. Not but it's not trashy. Like, it's just like... You're eating with your hands on Thanksgiving. Well, I was sneaking. I was just. But... I'm glad that you didn't sit next to Carson because he would have. You know what? Last time I brought up. No, not last time. One time I brought my. You know Justine, my best childhood friend. I brought her over to my grandparents' house. I think it was for Easter for some holiday, and we were sitting and eating. And Carson watches my friend eat and then gets mad at her and continues to teach her how to use a fork and knife the proper way. Well, Carson is your needless to say, that friend did never, she never came back to my grandparents' house. I could handle that. I mean, I would just be like, okay, but I'm going to eat this sandwich with my hands first. <laughs> yeah. Because it was delicious. I really liked it. Uh, in New Jersey at my Aunt Eileen's house, we always have a ham, and I love the ham. Mm. And Kugel? I like Kegel, ham. Jewish dish? Kugel? Kegel? Not Kegel. Yeah. Kugel. Kugel? Kugel? Well, that's delicious, too. The spinach dip Kegel. has the appetizers of us. Kegel's what you do. Oh, those are the floor. exercises? Yeah. Okay, so Kugel, not Kegel. Not vagina exercises. <coughs> um, yeah, they brought that dish for Christmas last year, and that was so yummy. I would I would definitely go into some ham for Thanksgiving, but my family never makes ham. We always do turducken. Oh, yeah, I like the duck, though. I didn't even try the duck this year. It was good. I just know I'm not a big meat eater these days unless it's like mixed into whatever I'm eating. Like I love sausage. I'll eat sausage in anything, but that's pretty much it now. Chicken, if it's mixed into something. What do you mean mixed into something? Like a stir fry. Like how we made oh, our stir fry. You, like, so my turkey was mixed into my sandwich. Does that count? Yeah, I guess so. I'd eat a turkey sandwich. <laughs> you just, you just mix things like. No one was like. But I don't want to do it myself. It, I want I someone to do to, it for me. <laughs> damn it! I have to eat this turkey with nothing else on it. Like no one's sitting at Thanksgiving struggling. They're like, okay, maybe I'll just put some stuffing or gravy on there and mix it. It'll be better. Yeah, but I don't want to be the one to mix it. Like I want it to be in a dish. That is some prima donna shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, I guess. All right. <laughs> What else about Thanksgiving? It's not like I would demand that someone do that for me. I'm just, I just don't. You I'll just, just pass you. on it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> pass on the turkey. No thanks. Not uh, uh, my family, we always play telephone. I don't know if they still do. Since I wanted I to play telephone this year, and we, I suggested it, and I got the kids on board, but. Yeah. Um, Sorry, continue. I interrupted. No, and then you guys play charades. Charades. We always play a game. We've probably played charades in the past, but we always play some sort of game when we're sitting down afterwards. Yeah. But charades is fun. Got to play a game afterwards. Otherwise, you're just sitting around. Telephone's fun. One time, one time, I forget the actual story. Telephone ended bizarrely. I've never told you my story of when we played telephone in, in high school. It's my favorite telephone story. You have more than one telephone story? Yeah, because yeah, because we play every year. We play telephone a lot. Okay. Sophomore year or freshman year of high school, we had this new teacher. Looking back at it now, he was probably 23 years old. He was super young. He was super... Like gung-ho and ready to teach? Yes, but also nervous and like mm. jittery because he was so nervous. So he wanted to play telephone because it was history class to show how through the years, through the retellings, history can change. 
Mm-hmm. So he started it off as um, something along the lines of the monkey jumped over the monkey jumped over the rainbow, mm-hmm. and it ended. And at the very end, it was Mr. Nolan Ditto's Little Boys. <laughs> and the person who had to say it to him was like, uh, I don't, I don't want to say it, Mr. Nolan. And they're like, what did it end up as? He's like, well, <laughs> you diddling boys. He's like, okay, guess I'm not playing telephone anymore. I learned that lesson. <laughs> Jesus, what assholes. I mean, obviously that's not what he said in the first place. He so said some, the monkey jumps over the rainbow. No, I know, but what it ended up as. And some kid is like, oh, this will be funny. Let me just throw this into the mix. And then that stuck. Because that was funny. That's not funny. That's just cruel. But when you're 14 years old, it's funny. I was laughing. I still laughed right now. Awesome. It's good jokes. That poor teacher. Sucks for you, Mr. Nolan. He once bet me I wouldn't eat gum off the bottom of my desk, and I was like, you don't know who you're messing with. <laughs> oh, you showed him. Yeah. <laughs> I did show him. I was like, I'll eat this gum, punk. I don't give a shit about germs. And a loser like you. I'm afraid oh, of some God. germs. Eat this gum. Gross you out in your own classroom. I'm in, I'm in control now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you sure proved your point. Speaking of history, do you know the history of Thanksgiving? <clears throat> what do you know? Because isn't it, I think it's bizarre people don't know the actual story. I just know what they teach you in primary school, which is that it's the first time the pilgrims and the Indians sat down together after after the Indians, the Native Americans, I'm sorry, I hate when people, okay, anyways, Native Americans taught the pilgrims how to harvest and how to grow their own crops because they were struggling so much. And then... At the end of fall, they had this whole huge crop that they could harvest and cook and prepare together. So the pilgrims taught them how to cook. And then they sat down to to dinner together and ate in peace and harmony. Isn't that wonderful? It's beautiful. But that's not what really happened, right? Yeah. You want me to tell you the true story? Ooh, is it really depressing? No, not really. It's just more interesting and and less fairy tale-like. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll try to do this fast and in normal layman terms. Okay. There's an Indian named Squanto. It's not his real name. That's what we call him now. It's actually Tesquanto. I think it meant, meant fiery rage in... Okay. I, I've heard of Squanto, so maybe yeah. I have heard of it. So Squanto was kidnapped from mm-hmm. uh, by Plymouth Rock, Patuxent or whatever. Mm-hmm. And kidnapped, went to England. They tried to sell all these Native Americans as slaves. And people in England were like... Uh, no, thank you. That's, you're being crazy. Leave, please leave. So they sent him back, but then he wasn't home. He had to go on like six, like four journeys to finally make it back to his tribe in Jeez. Pawtucket or something like that. Anyway, when he got back <clears throat> to his tribe, they all died. A disease went through, and his entire tribe was died. He was the only one. You said this wasn't going to be depressing. That's well, it's depressing. not like slaughter. It was disease. He was the only one that, that makes it better. That died. Okay. So, his so he joined up with another group, Meso Meso Mesoit. Oh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. They do a rendition of this. Yeah. So Mesoit. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's not his name either. It mm-hmm. was his title at the time. He was the leader of another tribe, and they got half hit with the plague. So they were like struggling to still be alive. They take Squanto in, but they're we don't trust this guy. We he speaks English. He's been all around the world. I don't really get his story. His whole tribe died, and he's the only one left. We don't really trust him. So that's how that, so that's going on. 
They kind of like keep him in prisoner. And then pilgrims come. This is a hundred years after uh, Christopher Columbus came. Mm -hmm. Like when you're a little kid, you think it all happened on the same day. Right. (laughs) Um, Because English sailors had come and the Native Americans had no problems with them. They would trade with them. Like, okay, here's your stuff. And then the Native, and then the pilgrims or the the settlers would try to set up shop Mm -hmm. in the beach. And they would, then the Native Americans would shoot them away and like kill them or hunt them and make them like, you're not going to live here. Like, you can come trade with us, but you're not ta- living here. But <clears throat> because this plague took away one whole tribe and then Masoyet and his people were half dead, they were like struggling, he saw the pilgrims come and he was really nervous about Narragansett tribe because they didn't get hit by the plague at all. They were at full strength. So he was like, all right, I'll make friends with these pilgrims. That way, we both can be enemies of Narragansett together because he wanted some backing. So he was like, I'll make be able to trade with them. I'll use them. Instead of shooing them off, he was like, you can go live on Squanto's tribe where they all died. So they saw so these pilgrims set up where they all died. They were like digging up the, the remains of the Indians to find like gifts. Some people say they're cannibalized. They were doing cannibal stuff because they couldn't eat. Anyway, Squanto lived with the pilgrims to help them. To And because he was prisoner amongst Masoyet's people, so he lived over them. They had a really big harvest. They figured out how to cook and stuff. And the pilgrims were just celebrating. And they were just walking around in circles, shooting their guns, guns off, celebrating. So Masoyet and his, he brought 90 men. And they had their guns drawn. And they were like, what the fuck's going on? Are they attacking us? Are they being attacked by Narragansett? Like, why are their guns going off? And then they saw it. They're like, no, they're just having a huge party. And they're like, well, shit, we want to be invited to this party. So they went out, killed five deer, dragged the deer oh, wow. to the beach, and then they've all partied together. Nice. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. Like, it was a celebration. But yeah. Thanksgiving was like, wasn't a day. Like, a, a meal of Thanksgiving <clears throat> was very common. It was right. basically any time. It wasn't one. <clears throat> it was any time you wanted to celebrate. Uh-huh. You would have a meal of Thanksgiving. So Italians mm-hmm. have like the Sunday dinner, basically a meal of Thanksgiving every Sunday. Yeah. That's the actual story. Oh. As far as historians. I like it. As far as historians know. I like it a lot. And then, do you know when it became a national holiday? In the 70s. In the 70s. <laughs> 1770s. What? No. Nope. No, I don't know No, nope. That's when America became America, 1770s, 1770s. Right. So know, just from the get-go. Do you know when? No. 1802. No, later, after the Civil War. <clears throat> oh, okay. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a national holiday, but people celebrated like days of Thanksgiving all the time for, right. the, for their own reasons. And after the Civil War, Lincoln thought the nation needed one holiday that everyone celebrated to try and unite them again, mm-hmm. the North and the South. Right. So he declared <clears throat> the last Thursday of every November will be a day of Thanksgiving. And it wasn't specifically tied in remembrance of the pilgrims and the Indians. Right. But in the Northeast, that was such a strong like historical thing mm-hmm. that they tied it. And then Lincoln also tied it because he was like, oh, yeah, because they didn't get along either. And then this brought them together. So this will bring the North so and that, the South together. I like it. I like it. I think most holidays are kind of that way where they don't, I mean, the retelling or the history of the holiday isn't actually why the holiday was created. 
Uh, yeah, like but, but most... Jesus yeah. wasn't born on Christmas Day. He was born in the summer, they say. There, everyone says something different. But in 10 years, they'll say he was born in the fall just so they can rewrite the Bible and sell more copies. It's like it's, it's like textbooks in, in school. Yeah. They just need... Oh, you need a new edition. What's different? <laughs> oh, America didn't get its freedom until 1776. <laughs> Jesus. Just keep changing it. Yeah. All right, so I have another interesting thing about Thanksgiving. So Lincoln said it was the last day of November. Last Thursday of November. Mm-hmm. Is that still what it is? Yeah. Nope. Wrong. It is not the last Thursday of November. It's the fourth Thursday of November. Which would... What? Because in 1939, when FDR was president, there was five Thursdays in November. Just the way the calendar fell. It happens every now and then. So Thanksgiving landed on November 30th. And they were just about out of the Depression. And Roosevelt said, that is not enough time for Americans to go shopping for Christmas presents. It takes a whole week away from businesses getting money, from the industry coming back to life. Always money. Money controls everything, so, even the holidays. <laughs> Definitely controls Especially the holidays. So FDR said uh, it is not going to be the last th- Thursday in November anymore. It's going to be the second to last Thursday in November. That was changed in 1939. The only problem with doing it that way was then in 1940 and 1941, there was only four Thursdays in November, so they were celebrating on the third Thursday. Mm. <clears throat> and that was way too early. Uh, and people called it Franksgiving for Franklin Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't like it at all. And they refused to celebrate on that day. And they would just celebrate on the last Thursday. Yeah. So after 1941, two years of the third, wow. the Senate said, all right, we're just going to, instead of counting from the end of November back, we'll just count from the beginning of November. And it'll be the fourth Thursday. <laughs> That'll be, make it the last most times. Oh, but Jeez, make up your minds, guys. <laughs> It'll avoid the confusion if they're ever on the years when there is a fifth Thursday in November, which every gotta be like every seven years, I would think it, if it rotates. Right. I didn't. I never knew. Yeah, that was a fascinating story, Jimmy. Thanks for the history lesson. I really appreciate it. I feel um, my brain is swollen with information right now. So now you know the the true story of history. The more you know. (laughs) Seemed really necessary. No one knows. No one knows. It's so easy to be like, mm. yeah, they weren't, the Indians weren't invited, but they came upon the celebration and then wanted to be part of it. So they went out and hunted. They did bring food. They were like, here's some deer. Like, I don't know why they have to change it to this friendly, everyone was invited and they sat at the table, intermingled. Well, you know what the true history of Christmas is, right? I told you about that. I learned this from a video on YouTube. We'll save this for Christmas. All right, save it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> So you have to stay tuned. You're <laughs> doing that voice at I know. I can't help it. <laughs> All right. This is coffee. Uh, oh, I had one tidbit that I read that I thought was interesting. I had a couple, but I'll, I'll, I'll just say, I'll table some. But this, since we're talking about presidents and history, Robert Todd Lincoln, <laughs> Lincoln's really son. You're like this one. <laughs> Why? We're talking about Lincoln. We were talking presidents. about Thanksgiving, which All happened right. to, to bring us to a, All the, the tid- All of... the tidbits are forced because they have nothing to do with anything. But okay. It's not I'm a crime to make a connection. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Robert, Calm down. Robert Todd Lincoln. Lincoln's, put that down. Lincoln's son. Okay. Was the first person to see Lincoln's dead body. He was older at the time. Okay. Later on, he becomes into politics, blah, blah, blah. And he is with President Garfield. Uh, 
He's he's Secretary of War, so he was actually in cabinet. Okay. Lincoln's son. And he goes on a trip with President Garfield, and that is when President Garfield was assassinated. So mm. now two American presidents have been assassinated, and he was with both of them. I'm not going to lie, I didn't know there was President Garfield. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, he was assassinated. You don't know shit. I don't know anything. Later on... History was never of interest to me. <laughs> later on, he was in Buffalo attending mm-hmm. some event. The son. Robert Todd Not Lincoln. the assassinated president. Not, yes, yeah, not okay. the dead guy. Robert Todd Lincoln. <laughs> Uh, was in Buffalo attending some event when he heard a hullabaloo. A hullabaloo. Down the street you in don't say. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And wanna know what it was? Someone else getting assassinated. Yep, President McKinley had been shot. Wow, he's a curse. He's a cursed child. Later on in life, he got an invitation to go to the White House. And he, he said, said no. Nope. Every time I'm around presidents, they die. Tough life, man. It's interesting, right? Weird that they never Suspected him as the shooter. <laughs> what? That's funny. I mean, is that not a good point? Well, they know who the shooter was, but yeah. Mm, but I don't do think they really? The first one was his father. So, what's that saying? That uh, uh, causation is not correlation, or correlation is it's not, not causation. causation. Yeah. Yeah. But in this case, Robert Todd Lincoln, you were. You know, there for three assassinations, so you're a, you're an assassin now by association. <laughs> by association. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's his bad luck that, you know, had the involvement. I, I don't know. That's All a right. fun tidbit. We're I mean, mo- not fun. Depressing. No, I think it's pretty fun. It's a sad life. Yeah. He was Secretary of War. His dad was like a hero. Yeah. Would you trade true. your dad being a, a national hero for an early death? Or are you selfish? Wait. Like, would you rather a father? He was a national hero, and he had an early death. Yeah, so would you say, okay, I'll, my dad, he can become a leading man of the world, change America as we know it, and for that, I'll allow him to die early. <sighs> nope, I, I'm happy with the dad I have. He is not changing the world anytime soon, so and under, I would like him to have a nice, long life. So you're saying that under your, you'd rather have slaves still? Nope, not what I'm saying at all. If Lincoln were my dad, <laughs> yeah, then fine, whatever. Okay, good. That was tricky. You were... But I don't know if he. I could also say that if he had went on to have a longer life, he could have made even more positive changes in history. Hmm, that's something to think about, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to indulgences. <laughs> Let's move on to indulgences. Okay. Before you disperse. Seen any good movies lately? I would uh, beg your indulgence for a moment. Which is tough because we haven't been. I, I, I'm still watching Deadwood. I'm on season. Oh. I'm on season two now. There's I'm, two things I can go my whole life without ever hearing about again. It's Deadwood and Dashboard Confessionals. Yeah, we're doing a whole. Oh god. Ep- well, we still have a whole episode to do about Dashboard. Uh, Evan joining me. I'm just talking, so you don't have to be part of that one. Good. But <laughs> I'm on season, season two of Deadwood. Still very good. I won't go into it. Still very good. The plot line for season two, I definitely didn't understand when I was younger. It's yeah. much more intricate. But we, on a, as weekly shows, we still are watching Outlander and Shameless, mm-hmm. which have both been pretty good. Yes. And then I started uh, the new season of Search Party just came out. Um, there's only two episodes so far. Gotta say, really depressing. Causing me a lot of anxiety. 
More depressing than the podcast you listen to that's all about death and murder? That's not depressing at all because they're hilarious. Oh, okay. All right. I have... Uh... Oh, you know what we watched? We watched um, Jim and Andy all about all about um, Jim Carrey when he played Andy Kaufman in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a documentary because they filmed the movie in 1999 and the documentary crew went around with Jim. But NBC... Didn't want anyone to see the footage ever because Jim Carrey was like a superhero actor at that time. The whole world loved him. Thought he and was... they didn't want him to be seen as an asshole because of the stuff he was doing on, on, on set. On set of The Man in the Moon. And I just have to say that he should probably see someone about his disassociative disorder because... Well, he's just a method actor. He's a method actor, and yeah, good for him. He's got a lot of talent, a lot of skill, but just to, just the way that he would shift from one person to the other within... I mean, like, he would full-on just break down and then come right back up and be a totally different person within 30 seconds. And that, to me... And he would refer to himself, like, Jim, Jim's not here today. Jim's not here today, and the and then the other staff and crew would be like, "Well, could we talk to Jim? When's yeah, Jim was... When's Jim gonna come to work?" And he was like, "Oh, I don't know this Jim." And then Except not in that voice. And then like twenty years later, he's sitting down and and giving the narration for this documentary, mm-hmm. and he's even like, "Yeah, Jim wasn't really there for those days. Like, do you remember this?" He's like, "Ah, kinda." See, to me, it was bizarre. That screams, "Sleek help, sleek help." Well, he's crazy. Jim Carrey's like a crazy guy. He says yeah. all this stuff, but some of it resonates with me, and then I have to wonder if I'm crazy. Um, you don't do that. You don't no, do but some of that. his thought processes are like, oh, I think that. I would never put it into the crazy words that you just put it into. Right. Well, everyone, every yeah. And I think I have to say, if he does have a psychological disorder or, you know, it's great that he's turning that into an art form. And he is a very talented actor, and yeah. he's made the most of his uh, trials. And he's actually like supposedly not a good guy because he gave his girlfriend a uh, uh, STD that he knew about, and he gave it to her, and then she committed suicide because she was like ashamed or whatever. And he uh, didn't even care. Didn't even yeah, something he's, like that. Yeah, some story. He's a little narcissistic too. But he did that interview where he was like being crazy when he was on the fashion red carpet, and he oh. ended it with "Nothing matters." Nothing. Yeah. And that was like speaking my language. So yeah. I loved that. Then he was, he's crazy in this But doc- that's hypocritical. Why even show up? If it doesn't matter, why even show up? Why go? He just wanted to go and make a big point and have, make a big fuss at an event, an event he didn't even, he didn't care about. Then why go? Well, you make a bigger point if you just don't show up. Well, his point was it was a day celebrating celebrities. Icons. Icons. And he was like, "We're not. That doesn't matter." Yeah. Which is true, but nothing matters. Yeah. And no one cares, and it's and it's um, it's like uh, it's a good thing. I. It's like a weight off your back. Yeah. That's it how I see it. Well, yeah. He doesn't seem like a happy guy, so it doesn't seem like it's really a weight off his back. No one's a happy person. We said that last episode. You're right. <laughs> um, I'm happy. Yeah, I know, but well, actually, we, that's going to get released later anyway. <laughs> at the end, he said, at the end, Jim, after this documentary, Jim Carrey said something along the lines of, all anyone yearns for is death, because then, because it's life's biggest mystery, and once you die, you can say, ah, 
Okay, don't have to worry about that anymore. This is what happens. Right. And I was like, that's some spooky, weird shit. And most of America is going to be like, Jim Carrey's a crazy person. But for me, I was like, what? I mean, it does make that, a lot of sense. <clears throat> if you think makes about... a lot of sense. Rings true. All I'm religions, petrified of what happens after death. All religious focus is on what happens after death. That yeah. is, I mean, that is the main focus. That's all people think about. Yeah. It's in the background, in the back of everyone's minds at all time. Yeah. So oh. I was with him on that. But he's crazy. But check out that documentary. I think... I think anyone would find it fascinating, right? If you have any kind of instability or anxiety, probably don't watch that documentary. That freaked me out. Watching him Okay, well be a crazy person is I thought it was hilarious and fascinating and interesting and kinda yeah, it's weird, but Yeah, just... no, it's very fascinating, <clears throat> very interesting, but it's you're He's... watching it you're watching a an a unstable person do you know, change personalities. Yep. At the flip, flip of a switch. I think he'd say that too. Music. You got any new music? I haven't really been listening to music. Nothing. As always. So Langhorn Slim, I think I've played him at the end of an episode, came out with a new album. But it's kind of weird. It's like he usually has his band and this big sound. Yeah. Kind of. And like he's like screaming with passion. Yeah. Kind of when he sings. This is more like lo-fi, but not lo-fi, but simple. <clears throat> but this song... I was listening to it yesterday, mm -hmm. and I really like I like the lyrics and like the subject matter, but I don't know if I like the tune at all. But he's from Pennsylvania, so he's talking about Ocean City, and it's about like summers in Ocean City with his grandpa and stuff, and like being at the beach and life just being good. Let me see his album art. Do you like it? Yeah, I do like it. I don't know if I like that background. I like it. Playing cards with Grandpa Jack. That's good. My great grandpa taught me good cards. By the time I was five. <clears throat> well, I like that song. I like, like, it's just about stuff you do during the summer. And like I said, Lavalette. Everyone knows I love Lavalette. Playing cards, games with my grandma, hanging out by the boardwalk, all that shit. Good stuff. I liked it. We also saw Ladybird, and we uh, recorded the podcast reviewing that, and that'll be out later this week. We both really liked the movie Ladybird. Yes. We did. Anything else? What song should we play after at the end? Mm, a Christmas song. No. What's your Charlie favorite? Brown. Charlie Brown. I think, Thanksgiving. I think it's too early. Oh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Do you think that'll be annoying for people to listen to? So you want to end it with Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving? All right. This is Katie's call. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is going to be playing. So if you want to just end the podcast before listening to the whole thing, you can. So Do you sad. play a full song at the end of every podcast? Yeah. I knew that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It's officially Christmas season, which is one of the two best seasons of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the best. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.
But our strategy, to be honest, is try your hardest, do your best. Try your hardest, do your best. Try your hardest, do your best. Try your hardest.